If you haven't had a chance, check out the Jazz Pod Co-op on Twitter. It's a group of podcasts with like-minded people that just want to share their opinions on the jazz. Here's a preview. Mark and Doug Hintzy on the twos and threes. The weird things about dude shots is like my favorite like NBA subcategory of and like or they're like the length of their arms affecting something. I, I'm, I'm like whether they jump off of one foot or because, two foot. Right. Like, Emily and McCoy on the Jazza gals. If anything, that video also reminded me like how just a few inches difference it was be- between us being on one side versus the other, you know, like, well, we all know a few inches can make a difference. Who Logan and Jared on hitting the high notes. I, I don't even care if they're hurt. I mean, or they're, we're or not going to dance on any injuries, but yes. No, I, 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 uh, same. I, I, same. I, I can't <laughs> make any promises. I don't even care if it's a fluke or we cheat. I don't even care. I'll take yeah. If you're not cheating, you're not trying, right? Um, That's yeah. what they say. And Brian and McCade on home court press. Boyan, Memphis is really struggling to shoot. So giving Boyan to the Grizzlies and then having the Grizzlies forward our first-round pick onto another team, if you can get Boyan a first-round pick and then get Memphis to throw in a first-round pick in the Yang and take Boyan, a lot of possibilities open for a guy like John Collins. What's up, folks? It's another edition. It's hitting the high notes, Jazz Talk. Um, I am here. We're here. We're a big Michaela Skinner stand. Well, I'm a big Michaela Skinner stand. She got silver medals um, in the Olympics. If you're watching that, really cool stuff going on. Um, uh, we are recording this the day before Jazz Free Agency, and so we got some free agency questions to, to talk about. Let me introduce some. Uh, he goes the distance. He's 49 years old. What's up, um, uh, Jared Barker? I am good. Can you hear the crickets in the background? Uh, no. Um, and okay. then um, uh, we got um, uh, the Squatch of the Dragon. He's back. I mean, he had to miss the, the draft pod, but he's not, he's not a big draft guy himself. But um, uh, maybe he's a big free agent guy. Uh, what's up, Dragon Squatch? Logan. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah, that's uh, – <laughs> I, I, someone's got to use that. Um, uh, and um, uh, we have um, uh, one half of the, uh, the Brothers Clayton. He's either the older or younger brother. Um, uh, they have inside joke, and I actually forget which one's the older and younger now. And so um, uh, we have Kenneth Clayton here. Welcome. I mean, I guess not welcome. Uh, thank you for the introduction. Yes. A more appropriate thing to say. <laughs> welcome home. Um, uh, if, if you need any 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 flight infos um, uh, uh, for anybody, for any team, uh, any person, if you're stalking somebody, Ken can probably find it out for you. He he's a uh, we'll call him the aviator. So. <laughs> um. So Ken, we were you know we just got done talking on the drop pod. I I apologize. I don't uh you know I had to re-upload that podcast, and for some reason Apple Podcast never got it. Um, so it was a really good one. I'm a thanks, big shout out to Emma Sloan's uh, categorical categorical imperative, uh, or Chicago Days imperative. I'm not sure he changed it um, uh, yet, but we had a really good draft talk here, and we're gonna get into some good free agency talk. Uh, free agency talk, excuse me. Um, uh, but first, let's, let's talk about um, uh, things that just happened. Uh, you know, we we have some new ownership, um, uh, not new ownership, and um, uh, you know, some new people running the show. Derek Favors, um, uh, Jared's, um, uh, uh, Jared's boy. Uh, Jared has a, a life-size poster hanging on his wall, on his ceiling there, the cutout and everything. Derek Favors shipped off to, shipped off to um uh, shipped off, excuse me, to Oklahoma City, um in exchange for um, a second-round pick, and and you know we we added a first-round pick to Derek Favors as well as as I ramble on here. Um, Logan, um, you and I kind of were on the same page here. We never really got the Derek Favors stuff. How did you feel about um Derek Favors being um uh, uh, traded to the Thunder? 
Did I lose Logan? Hello? Did I lose everybody? Hello? Okay, Hello? I'm Logan. I'm dancing on Derek Favor's grave or whatever. Uh, let's go to Ken. Ken Clayton. Um, uh, so, um, with Derek Favors being traded and uh, and another um, uh, draft asset being unloaded there, um, could you give the reasoning why you, the reason that you see um, uh, for uh, uh, Derek Favors being traded there? Uh, you know, it's the unpopular take, which is that he was getting paid probably too much for a guy who's going to never get over 15, 16 minutes in the game barring an injury to Rudy Gobert. And to be honest, and, you know, also probably an unpopular take, I think his game was declining a little bit. So I think it was just, uh, I think it was, you know, they had a decision. They could have decided to keep him, but I think they were probably feeling internally a little more like they needed to get more production out of that, that more, less good production, but more value for their money out of that spot. That's true. And then that's it. And so like, it's something um, kind of funny because like he is slated to make about I mean, he signed for the mid level exception last year in last off season, um, and it's like all right, cool. You see, you see this nine million dollar um, price tag or nine and a half million dollar whatever was price tag on his like year, year's uh, salary, right? But um, uh, you pointed out on Twitter and uh, and places it was actually a lot more than that uh, when you took took into account the um, uh, luxury tax implications. Can you um, talk about that real quick? Yeah, I mean, just depending on what assumptions you make, you know, I, I had the assumptions of, you know, Conley coming in for $25 million, uh, using the tra- uh, the taxpayer MLE and using two minimum tax, uh, minimum salaries. And with those assumptions, if those are really true, Derek Favors on top of that was going to cost you his $10 million salary, almost $10 million, and $45 million, give or take in tax, so 55 million total. And that doesn't mean Derek Favors was causing the tax, but that means if you shave that off, that tax doesn't happen. So it's just, you know, as as a business owner myself, I would have a hard time taking somebody who's already probably a little overpaid and then paying them, a, you know, four and a half times the overpaid amount, not not them, they're not receiving it, but having to pay that like as a penalty, uh, you know, that's a good way to have some serious financial issues. Um, Jared, um, I mean, this is, I mean, this year you were super excited last off season um, when he came back. I mean, this is like, you know, you're, you're part of some uh, group that um, uh, just has an undying love for Derek Favors. Um, I mean, this is the second time that Derek's been traded away um, uh, for some salary cap reasons. Uh, someone actually tweeted out something really, really um, uh, funny. It was like, um, uh, ironically, it's like the second time that uh, uh, Derek's been fa- uh, traded to um, uh, try to get Mike Conley on on the Jazz. So, um, so put that money stuff aside. Like, um, uh, how does it feel? Uh, you know, losing Derek Favors. Have I lost everybody? Like. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still I'm still here. Can you hear me? Okay, I can hear you now. I couldn't hear you before, so sorry. I, I, the DoorDasher was calling me when you guys first started talking, so I oh, had my gotcha. priorities straight. And I must I love you guys. I need to eat. So <laughs> uh, um, me, I, 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 I I caught the tail end of of Ken's uh, statements about Derek. And so what I think is interesting that I, I haven't really had anyone explore is, um, and D- Derek became almost a necessity to try to, to 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 get rid of, but no one. It, they had to have seen a year from now last year when they signed this that this was going to be the same issue so is it that Derek just wasn't good enough like if Derek was better would they even be considering this I guess that's my question well like what's your guys' thought process is because to be running at a 
multi-million dollar organization I don't have the foresight to see a year out because nothing's changed from last year. They knew they had to resign Connolly. The price is probably in the same range. So, you know, I understand the need to do it. Is it because favors just wasn't good enough or we're getting enough out of that position? Or what is the, what is the reason that a year later he's, you know, he's, he's, he's that he's almost, we almost have to get rid of him. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a, that's a good point. And I mean, people have pointed out, I mean, the tax was something that we, I mean, a lot of us on Twitter, um, uh, we're talking about last year, even people who don't really understand it, like, you know, it was there, luxury tax, luxury tax. We knew it was coming. Um, and like, I mean, we're not, the jazz are not in the repeater tax or anything, but uh, there are some huge luxury tax implications. I'm like, Ken, do you have any thoughts about what Logan just asked, Logan just asked there? Yeah, I think it's, it's the two or three things. One is um, versatility. I think having a Rudy Gobert, I mean, they, what they kind of thought they were getting in Derek Chambers was a, was a Rudy Gobert light. And A, I think he wasn't as good as they hoped he would be. I think he's lost something in the last couple of years since he was on the team at the, the, the tail end of his first stint. And then second is, you know, when you end up, when you have a, a Rudy Gobert light, if that's what he really was, you also are just, you don't have a lot of versatility. You also can't play him and Gobert I know we had that argument for X number of years the last time he was here. I think it's more applicable now. It's hard to play them both together because Derek's even less mobile, I think, now and less able to play with Rudy. And then the other thing is I think he was just overpaid. You didn't see a whole lot of backup vendors getting paid $10 million or $9 million uh, last year. And so you've got this guy who's a little overpaid. He, he's kind of hampering the versatility lineup, and he's only ever going to play 15 minutes. So... I think that gets your arm twisted behind your back and you feel like you got to get rid of him. Yeah. Um, uh, and that, yeah. And so, I mean, so there was some logistical reasons to do it, but there's, there, there's a lot of emotional outbursts out there uh, about it. Um, Jared, are you, are you back? Well, um, uh, you know what? We'll have Jared, I'm going to give his take on Derek favors. Um, uh, when we get back to him there, um, let's it's move. very it's, it, it's very upsetting. He just doesn't want to speak about it. So, <laughs> yeah, so when sad. you move on to it, when you move on to a new topic, it's it's yeah. interesting. I mean, you 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 know Derek Favors. My Derek Favors is not what falls in line with most, and it comes across too harsh. But um, it it is it is just interesting. As Ken's making a lot of good points. He wasn't what he was. It doesn't appear as though he was what he was before. The versatility thing, like they again, I think they should have probably known that. What I just do think is interesting is he averaged what fifteen minutes a game. And that's just like just to echo what Ken said. It's hard to it's hard to justify paying ten million to a backup playing fifteen minutes a game, right? When you're already dumping that much money into a center. I mean, the amount of money they had tied into the center position is pretty pretty out of pre- pretty wild. So yeah, this I don't know. Uh... It's just, it, it, we'll, we'll, we'll never really know because I mean, last year I don't I don't play the game very well as far as knowing what is and isn't a good contract. It seemed like the initial reaction I saw from people maybe they were so excited to see Derek they thought it was a steal of a deal. And then when Harold signed for a similar amount, I thought this doesn't seem quite right, um, you know. But anyways, it, 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 it is what it is. But it is just it just seems like a real lack of um, foresight when they did it last year. It's just because I mean, I guess he could have fallen off, but did he has he fallen off so much that it was I don't know. It's we'll never really know. But yeah. he's just he's causing he's causing tears on Twitter, <laughs> you know, three three years in a row. So tears on Twitter is, and, a, is a good uh, podcast name. Uh, yeah. and, and honestly, I mean, I, I hate seeing them go too on a personal level. Um, but yeah, everybody who signed last year for the end, for the full mid-level exception, most everybody, I should say, had a pretty rough year. Derek Jones Jr., 
Montrez Harrell, uh, Serge Ibaka. That was injury related, probably a little more. Jay Crowder was a bright spot as far as the full MLE for Phoenix, but it was the it was a rough group that, that took the full MLE and didn't really probably make nearly as much of a difference as, as their teams hoped. And yeah, that's uh you know it's, it's interesting because like you know last year was the Tony Bradley problem, this year was you know sort of a Derek Favors problem. Like people were like, oh well, Derek Favors is better than Tony Bradley. That's correct. That's probably true. You know, I, I can get behind that, but was he, you know, $7 million better than Tony Bradley? I don't know. Like, it, it was was Derek Favors doing a lot more than, you know, somebody you could sign for minimum, you know? <laughs> I, I, I know the Jazz got burnt by Ed Davis the, the year before as well, but, yeah, just was one of the things that you, you looked at it and because, uh, you know, last offseason started to look pretty rough for the Jazz um, uh, using the full MLE on uh, Derek Favors, which... Uh, I think on the podcast we talked about might have been a slight overpay, but in general it was like, well, you know, it's okay. You know, you, you can slightly overpay him because you think he's going to be this good and he just wasn't that good um, or as good. Sorry, I don't mean sorry, he wasn't as good as they had thought they were uh, he was going to be. Um, and then they also uh, slightly overpaid Jordan Clarkson, which f- fair, I guess. I'm a, you know, Jordan Clarkson probably did play closer to his actual contract than what his quote-unquote market value was perceived to be. Uh, But that also causes problems for the Jazz because as a, you know, if you're going to cut Derek Favors because it costs you this much money, that extra money that went to Jordan Clarkson when he might not have got that on the the open market, you know, also costs you extra money. So, I mean, those those decisions are are somewhat related. Um, So speaking of last offseason, let's move on to this offseason. It starts, you know, when this podcast drops, it'll be Monday. Uh, you know, terms can finally be "quote unquote" legally talked about, I guess, uh, and we all know we all know what that means. Um, but uh, the the rumblings are that um, the Jazz are going to probably get the the one guy they can get back. Uh, Logan alluded it to it uh, a couple weeks ago how you know it's it's the one move that the Jazz can make because if they lose Mike Conley, and a lot of people have been kind of forgetting this on Twitter or they didn't know that. You know, if you don't sign Mike Conley to the whatever million dollar contract that he gets, the Jazz are still over the salary cap, and the Jazz won't be able to use that money to go sign, you know, Goran Dragic or whoever whoever um, uh, their plan B or C was. Um, Ken, um, uh, so this this kind of where we have because like um, you're you know you and Dan are sort of like the Larry Coons of um, uh, of Jazz Twitter for me. Um, uh, I know you guys are uh, pretty versed in the in the uh, knowledge of the salary cap. Uh, first of all, I mean, there's two conflicting reports out there. One for Three years at seventy-five and three years at sixty. Uh, the three year at sixty seems a lot more pal- palatable for jazz fans. Um, but um, uh, one of the options were a, a sign and trade for Mike Conley to go somewhere like for like Lonzo Ball or something. Um, can you explain to us why that sign and trade um, option, salary cap wise, was not not a viable option? Uh, well, salary cap wise, it would be an option for the Jazz because they'd be sending a player out on a sign and trade, and there's no penalty. Um, so, but the reason salary signing trades are more complicated than just signing a free agent is you've got to get basically get three parties to dance together. So you've got to, in that case, you would have to get Mike Conley to agree to it. You'd have to get New Orleans Pelicans to agree to it, really four parties, Lonzo Ball to agree to it. And then of course the Jazz. So you're, you're having to convince a whole lot more people and it would hurt the Pelicans because as they'd be doing a sign and trade in, oh, actually, you know what? I take back because Lonzo Ball is also a free agent. So it would be a sign and trade in for both teams. It would hard cap both teams 
and the Jazz really their salary structure at this point is they're just not they're not able to probably unless they clear a whole bunch more salary uh, for nothing they're not able to be hard capped they're they're they would be it would mess up everything. Yeah. yeah, we're not signing trading in anybody. So bye. Yeah, and so yeah. that's um, uh, um, you know, because like there, there's because now that Jazz fans are getting more well, because you know this is a very unique offseason. Not quite unique, but um, uh, the Jazz have very rarely been in the situation where they um uh, uh are in the luxury tax going into or you know going into off the offseason basically. Um, right. and so um, now they have to worry about other things like the, the apron and the hard cap. And like I I I barely know how the apron works. Um, what is that? So the apron is the amount above the luxury tax where the hard cap is set. Not everybody, well, not every team will have to worry about the hard cap. In fact, the Jazz won't have to worry about the hard cap. You you trigger the hard cap for your team if you do one of three transactions. If you receive a player via sign and trade, so receive, you can send one out. That's no big deal, but you can't receive one. Um, if you use the full mid-level exception or any amount of the mid-level level exception over the taxpayer mid-level, and if you use the biannual exception. So if you do any three of those things, those those are rights that are reserved basically for the, the full MLE and the, and the DAE are reserved for non-tax teams. So if you use those, you're presumed to be a tax team. Now the, now the funny thing is, you can still be a little bit in the tax because there's a there's a five or six million dollar difference, seven million dollar difference between the tax line and the apron, but you can't go over the apron at all. So if you do any one of those things this year, 143 million is your hard cap. You can't go over it, no matter what. All right. Well, Logan, I hope you, you hope you learned a lot there in, in that. Um, uh... <laughs> Um, I was uh, really hoping to learn something, and I'm more confused than ever before. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who puts on but, an apron? What? Um, yeah, why, why, why do we bring back Mike Conley in an apron? I don't understand yeah. what's going on. Yeah. All right, so Logan. As long as, long as it keeps his hamstring healthy, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. So Logan, I'm uh, a... Yeah, the yeah. There's a There's a couple of um, uh, uh, reports out there that sounds like, you know, Chris Paul's going back to the Suns. Mike Conley's probably going to resign for the Jazz. The number is still kind of in the air. So let's just let's just theoretically work on the assumption that Jazz get Mike Conley back. And so um uh you know, team run it back is is down one guy in Derek Favors, maybe down two, depending on what they do with them, uh George's Yang. Um so yeah, so so the Jazz have the core seven ish now. Um, um how do you feel team, about team cleanup Dennis Lindsay's mess is, is on fire. Woo! We're getting it done. And so Logan, um, uh, with um, uh, with that, um, how do you feel about like the you know having those seven back? Probably some of those second round picks are, are back. Um, Doke, and you know maybe, and then uh, the Jazz, uh, the Jazz traded. Uh, sorry, they drafted a uh, Jared Butler. What do you um, uh, what do you th- what do you feel about this team? Because like, they they still have a couple moves that they could make. You know, minimum contracts, maybe the taxpayer MLE. Um, uh, again, this is sort of team running back. So how how do you feel about it? Uh, I mean, I'm still. I still said I wanted two of the top eight changes. So there's there's one of one of eight, and it'd be into. I, I would like to see one more, one more change within the top eight. I'm also curious to see what the the plan is with the center position. Are they going to go with Big Doc? Or I'm also anxious to see which which center we sign this year and have to ship off and give a a, a draft pick away with to get rid of. So that'll be exciting to see which one of those guys it is this year. But 
I don't. I, I didn't. I didn't put. I didn't put George in the top eight because he was at nine. And I. I don't know. I think that's. He, he definitely had some moments this year, or last year. So it'll. It'll be interesting to see. But I do. I still hold to wanting to see one more move, which obviously has to help happen. Uh, you know, based upon a trade of some kind. But I mean, what do you guys think on the center position? Evan Favors is gone. Do you think they go? I've seen some Jawan Morgan rumblings. Do you think they just go with Jawan Morgan? doc combination or do we think they go try to get uh, a veteran center out there you know what, what do you got barker uh, uh, barking up the jazz what do you got <laughs> barking on jazz <laughs> okay anyways um well my dogs or am i the dog yeah i think i'm the dog um i'm i'm kind of i want to see uh, a little bit, something a little, just a, just for uh, something splashy relative to the market, because our market, our market, any, almost any move is a splash. Honestly, that's the way I look at it. So uh, I'd like to see a signing that people, no one sees coming. Um, I, it doesn't have to be a great player or anything like that, but it has to be somebody who fits the need. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping, I'm holding out hope that we, we can use that TPE to perfection. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, so yeah. I mean, yeah, explain that part to me. So, I, I. So how? So who is? Who is it, or what can we sign? I mean, we have to potentially pull so, out a ro- ro- roster, have, anyways, right? Yeah, we have a five point nine million dollar uh, exception for taxpayers. So it's called the taxpayer exception. That's TP, the. That's the, no. That's the taxpayers middle level exception. That's the TPMLE. The TPE is a. The TPE is a traded player exception, and I believe the Jazz have three now. So, um, well, it depends on correct. who's abbreviating it, honestly. It depends on who's, but, but yeah, yeah, okay, Mr. Sports Business Class, thank you for educating. Um, so, um, Ken, so I'm uh, on that line. I'm uh, uh, so the Jazz with the taxpayers middle of exception, the Jazz, I believe, created another trade, uh, traded player exception with Derek Favors trade. Uh, they still have an Ed Davis one that's about to expire pretty soon, which and they had a, another small Tony Bradley one, I think. Is, is that right? That's correct. They've got the Ed Davis five million ish, and Tony Bradley about two million left. Um, those both expire this week. Um, so if there's ever a, t- a time to use it, this is it. Otherwise, they expire. And then this week they also created a nine point two million dollar trade traded player exception TPE for Derek Favors. That one will last into you know next August. At this point. Right. But so those 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 can't be combined. I think when I was listening to you guys' trade no. podcast, they cannot be combined. Right? They cannot be combined. So you, you can only yeah. So somebody was saying today. I want to say James Hansen was upset because uh, Larry Nance makes like five hundred thousand dollars more than what the traded player exception for Ed Davis was going to be. Um, but um, uh, Ken. So I mean, again, so there's there's a Derek Favors. Yeah, he's upset because we can't get Larry Nance. Yes. Um, okay. Why does he want his father and not Larry Nance Jr.? And so, um, uh, so with that Derek Favors, like I'm a traded player exception, that's about nine million ish dollars, right? Um, uh, but that yeah. creates the same problem. If I'm uh, the Jazz traded, you know, and took somebody into that trade player, that, then all of a sudden that player goes from nine million to you know like what thirty ish million again, right? Yeah. So in general, the Jazz are probably not looking to use that this off season. Um, it would just be a question of. If somebody so good came to them and said, I'll play, well, it would, a, a team came and said, we'll trade you a guy for nine, but you take him into the exception. We want you to take him because we want to, we want to make a big offer to a 
and we need more space. So, and this guy's so good that they go to Ryan Smith's office and they say, Ryan, listen, I know you gave us this budget and wanted us to keep the number to this, but look, we've got these guys on the phone and they want to they wanna send us this guy for $9 million. Can we do it? And then he's got to make that call and decide whether he's going to, whether he's going to increase, you know, because there's two numbers. There's a, there's a, there's a, well, there's a lot of numbers. There's a salary cap, there's a tax line, there's an apron that won't really apply to the jazz because they're going to be, they won't be hard capped. But then there's this number that the owner of the team says, I'm comfortable up to this number. And beyond that number, you better come give me a good reason to pit to spend more. And uh, that I, I'm pretty sure if they were going to, turn right back around and spend the Derek Bader's money again by using that TPE, they would have to go in and make a good case to Ryan Smith to do so. All right. So my, my prediction so is Ryan, uh, Ryan Smith, Ryan Smith's personal hard cap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, um, and, and honestly, and, and honestly, every team has one, even if you look at the, even if you look back at the, the Lakers in some years and we look at the Lakers as the Hollywood, the big money franchise and whatever, there have been years when they've not made a certain move when they could have because they're like, we don't need to pay more for, for what we're getting. That's right. And so um, yeah. uh, uh, maybe during the trade deadline, you know, the Jazz are in the same position they were last year. Like, a, uh, you know, they, they look like they're a championship contender and, you know, there's a move. I mean, I can see them using it. I mean, they're probably not going to use it this offseason. But um, uh, that, that again, it lasts for a whole year. Uh, the Ed Davis one and the other one, uh, Tony Bradley one, do not. They last for a few more days. Um, so I was gonna say you might, you might see some might see something as the season goes on. That's what I was gonna say. Right, right, right. I see, yeah, 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 yeah. It'd, be, it'd be weird to run it back right now, but because I, I think Fournier to the Celtics was just, was just a straight up trade exception, right? So That's if you got correct. someone on an expi- expiring deal who may put you over the top, I assume you're only paying the tax for the time he's on your team, right? It's not like a full season, or how does that work? No, that's not true. You you're only paying his salary for a while he's on your team. But you pay tax based on your your salary, your your cap sheet at the end of the season, and the cap sheet at the end of the season includes that player's salary for the which whole is, is important because like the Jazz last year started near the cap, near the near the luxury tax, I think, and then they went over it. Yeah. Um. Uh, and so at the trade deadline, they had chances to maybe get under it. You know, trade a couple things away, or um, uh, just do a couple things to stay under the, the luxury tax, and they didn't. They they were barely over. And the only problem I guess I can see for the Jazz as a franchise is that now they're one year into the luxury tax, and after a few years, they can um, uh, hit, hit repeater tax. Correct, right? Uh, so Ken, so let, let's say probably not going to use the trade player exceptions. Um, uh, it looks unlikely at this point. Um, you know, Mike Conley resigning. Uh, so with the taxpayers mid level, that that runs about almost six million. I want to say um, uh, a year for a contract. Um, yeah, 5.9. Yeah, 5. So what kind of players, I mean, you don't have to name specific names, but like what kind of players do you think, um, uh, uh, you know, maybe with examples or um, uh, people, people that you think that might be able to fit into those um, uh, taxpayers' mid-level exception this year? Some of the names we've been hearing in that range, I mean, uh, Rudy Gay, a little older, but still, you know, a pretty decent defender and shooter. Um Mo Harkless has been there. I would think Mo Harkless would come in a little lower, to be honest. He signed for the BAE three million last year in Miami and didn't really um, didn't really perform that well and ended up in Sacramento. So I'd be a little surprised to see him get to five point nine from the Jazz or anyone. Um, 
other guys, you know, who are in that production range. I mean, anybody who like a like a Derek Jones Jr. who signed the MLE last year and now he's a free agent again and he didn't perform very well, so he might be available for that. Uh, he's not somebody I think the Jazz would be interested in because of his offensive limitations. So na names like that. I uh, one one name that's been out there this week is Otto Porter Jr. because of his interest in the Jazz in the past and the, the mutual interest in the past. And he's probably looking for the full MLE, but the question is, will he get it? Will a team give it to him? Because he's been so hampered by injuries over the over the years. So could he be available for 5.9 instead of the 9.5 that the full MLE is? You know, um, so I think kind of some names. Jared Brooks is about um, I throw a name at you guys. Uh, what do you guys think about Frankie Smokes Nicolina? Um, I mean, he he. I think he might be available for the minimum. I don't know if he'll be. I don't know if he'll get the, for sure. the taxpayers MLE. I think he's a minimum guy now. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, again, at a minimum, I'm really, I'm really taking shots at a lot of guys, you know. Like I, I was, I was all board team Jeff Green and, and Emmanuel Mudiay because, again, minimums like really, it's it's, it's a low risk gamble. Um, the, the gamble is that you waste a roster spot and some time. So, um, yeah. Jared, didn't you um, uh, have some news about Otto Porter and the Lakers today? Did, did you say did I have some? Thoughts on the Lakers? I thought you said you had some news on Otto Porter and the Lakers. I thought you told me that um, uh, the Lakers and uh, Otto well, Porter. Well, didn't you see the tweet that his, well, he's being mentioned by Woj and or Shams in connection with the Lakers. Oh, well, okay. I thought that. Pretty heavily. Yeah. Pretty heavily. They're, they're flirting a lot. I mean, the Lakers, the Lakers are, are, are flirting with everybody. So, um, and it, it's, a, it's a sad truth. Um, they're going to uh, go all the way with a few of them. Mark my words. Well, yeah. I mean that's that's this we talk about it every year. That's like, what you do in LA. The, the Lakers are going. The Lakers are going to get cheap um, vets. That's just, that's how the game works in the NBA. So you know it is what it is. Um, what Ford, do we think, Nick? What do we think Nick Batum gets? I would think so. Uh, probably a little more than. I mean, hey, I, I don't know. I, I think Nick Batum because I I saw his name connected with the Warriors, right? So. The Warriors and re-signing the Clippers and like one other team I can't remember. Probably the Lakers. I mean, I mean, I, I think Nick Batum no, is. He wasn't, he wasn't mentioned as a Laker. I think Nick Batum okay. is um, a very um, uh, set. You know, he got he got paid a lot of money to leave Charlotte, and uh, I, I don't think the extra million or two because I, I know last year it was like, well, the Jazz didn't offer him the the BAE, which was only like a million dollars more than what he no, actually the got. Jazz the Jazz didn't uh, didn't uh, back Rudy's play. So I mean, and, the Clippers put on the full court press from day one, from day one. So. Uh, and what, whatever the reason is, I don't think the the extra million dollars was the deal breaker. Is what I'm trying to say. You know, whether or not I'm, um, you know, it, and so yeah, I think Nick Batum's kind of a minimum guy. I think he can, he has his um, uh, he has his choice of teams. I guess um, he can go anywhere he wants, and he can go from you know the full mid level to a minimum. But I think he he likes the chance to win a championship and. Like I said, he got paid a lot of money to leave Charlotte. So, you know, I mean, he's not going to be hurting. So. Yeah, but since Kawhi's out for the year, do we think he resigns with the Clippers or do you think he goes to the Warriors? Because he, he's a real help to that Warriors team. Adding that shooting really makes him a lot more dangerous. I think, um, I, I mean, I think he could either either or just kind of, I, I don't know Nick Batum's preference, right? So I just think that Nick, a, a guy like Nick Batum will go to any team that has championship aspirations. And so... Um, that that's my guess is that um, he he's going to choose a team that helps him win the title and that money is not going to be the his main 
uh, motivator. And so Ken, Ken and I talked about this during the buyout market, right? Like, you know, players that um, uh, when they choose, you know, sometimes it's about money, but there are other factors besides, you know, the paycheck. It's, uh, you know, there's location, there's friendships. And what, what were those the factors again, Ken? Oh, I think we said, you know, uh, money figures in depending on the player and, and more or less for some players. Money, uh, playing for a championship, playing with that they've always wanted to play with or somebody they played with before or for a coach they've wanted to play with. And then the last one I think is just the, you know, the, the, uh, no, I already said winning a championship. I mean, there, there's, lo- uh, there's location, but, there's situation. Um, uh, yeah, you know. lo- yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's other things beyond winning in a location. So yeah, there's, you know, if you're a golfer, you might not want to go play six, th- those six months out of the year in Minneapolis because <laughs> you're not going to call. Right. Uh, so from, from, from October to, to April, you're not going to get a lot of times to go out and swing the stick. So you're you telling me that they're going to Scottsdale. Everybody's going to Scottsdale. Well, well not everybody. The, but, the, uh, the Jazz need to go find them, the guys who are big skiers and big skiers and snowboarders. So um, yeah, but that's can't uh, see. yeah. That's, well, it, but explicitly in NBA contracts, yeah. you can't do that. They'll be like, so. but wait, wait, wait till you retire. Like, come check it out for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, come watch people ski. For yeah, a while. I know. I'm not a skier. I have no idea if that would work or not. Um. Yeah. Rudy, so Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay is an interesting name. I like. I didn't even think. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. I think that he, he kind of fits that mold of a lot of like when we watched. I think on the podcast we talked about just how the Clippers were able to trot out these veteran guys with versatility. I don't think. I don't. I don't know what Rudy Gay did last year. I tell you, I kept. I've been keeping tabs on it. It's completely false. But the kind of guy that perhaps isn't someone that you're going to count on. You know, every single night. To contribute, but definitely someone who's there when you need him in certain moments. So that I don't know. That's that's a name. That's a name that definitely grabs my interest. Yeah, he's an interesting name for that for sure. How, I, I how about this one? Yeah, Patty Mills are both flirting with the Lakers too. So I don't, I don't know. I have no idea what to read into those rumors. Like because the, the Lakers, Lakers can't have everybody. They're and they're very leaky too. They they're gonna leak every name they think they can get. So. Oh, was Ken going to get? Ken was going to give us another name there. I think I heard. Is that right? Oh yeah, I just saw earlier tonight. Uh, you know, a huge injury history, but uh, Portland did not offer Zach Collins a qualifying offer, so he's an unrestricted free agent. Yeah, if isn't I, he um, out for the year though? Um, uh, not the upcoming year, I don't think. No, he, he was out all uh, last year. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I get. I always said this on the pod that um, uh, if I can't have John Collins, give me his brother Zach Collins. Uh, no relation, apparently. So, um, I think they came out of the same draft class. Sh- shocking, actually. I thought they were twins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm guessing we need to sell part of the team to Jeffrey Bezos to help cover this payroll. Jeffrey Bezos. I don't know. I guess there was a recent foot injury, but I don't know how long that's going to keep right. him out. So, so I mean, yeah. I mean, the, I don't know. Any any anytime he stubs a toe, I think he's worse than Carlos Boozer. So I don't. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Curtis Borchard. Curtis, uh, Glass yeah. Bones Borchard. Yeah. He's, a, yeah. he's a very Curtis Borchard type guy. Yes, yes, sir. Hey, I'm Mark. And this is Doug. What's up? And we're co-hosts of a weekly podcast on the Utah Jazz called Twos and Threes. It's available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get podcasts on your feed every Monday morning. Mark's my big brother, and you could say this podcast is a family affair, but really we think of the jazz and jazz nation as our family. So we'd love for you to participate with us to listen, and really, let's do this together. Go jazz. Go jazz. Be our family. Boom.
Hi, I'm McCoy. Hi, I'm Emily. And we're the Jazzy Gals. If you're looking for in-depth Utah Jazz basketball analysis, this ain't it. <laughs> but if you are looking to discuss how great Rudy's beard looked this week, jazz Twitter crushes, or other fun pop culture things, you have come to the right place. That's right, and you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And also on Twitter at JazzyGalsPod. Go Jazz! Go Jazz! When you're the Jazz and you're trying to make moves on the margins and you can't really compete with um, uh, the L.A.s, right? Like, like Rudy Gay might just be like, yeah, I'm going to play for the Lakers. And no matter what the Jazz throw at him, extra money, you know, playing time, whatever, Rudy Gay might just say, no, I'm going to play for the Lakers, right? Because yeah. LeBron James is there. Yeah. So the Jazz have to um, uh, play the game a little bit differently. And, you know, Zach Collins is, is a name that you would have to gamble on. Uh, Logan, like, how do you feel about taking a gamble on? So Zach Collins, he's a power forward. Um, you know, he, he came out, I, I want to say he was a lottery pick for the, for the Blazers, uh, probably like 13 or 14 or something like that. And, um, uh, you know, showed some flashes, but, um, uh, he's been, he's been injured, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, and, uh, would you, to entice him, you would have to probably give him, you know, say, say that his agent's like, give, give me three years and 15 million. It doesn't sound like a lot, but again, we, we talked about how, you know, their favorite signing ended up costing the Jazz a lot and they, they had to get rid of him. Um, is that kind of, is that a kind of gamble that you would, you would take as a, as a GM? Uh, not with this one. No, this, this current iteration of the Jazz, because I think that there are a couple, a couple pieces away from doing important things. I don't think now is the time to be rolling the dice on some, some injury, injury potential. I mean, if you're in a different situation, perhaps, but I would prefer to see that money spent on, again, a veteran who's been there, done some things and you, you might be, taking a bit of a gamble, but the injury history and the young I, I, with, with Collins, not so much. I think that you've got to really try to capitalize on that, uh, that, that, that small exception that you've got, because you've got a, you've now got a, a pretty gnarly question mark and backup center. And you've also still got some questions on the perimeter, the point guard situation, the backup, the backup point guard situation. I mean, I know that the word on the street is that Trent Forrest has been resigned, but I still don't feel super great about that. And there's oh, a whole other, the whole other debate well, about the whole other debate about, Joe Ingles and if him playing the backup point guard is is the is the answer long term. So I don't well, know. I don't, I don't. I don't think you can take it unless he comes in for an absolute minimum. Then perhaps. But as far as that's that's, I think you need to try to go, you know, a veteran, a Rudy Gay, a Batum type, someone someone who I don't know. That's my own personal preference with this current group and how close I think they are. Well, I mean, he's a he's he got a qualifying offer, so he's restricted. Uh, Logan. Yeah, he's he's probably back. Is is uh, you know as a as a two way contract as a two way contract. So, yes. So it's the same. That as was Oscar. mostly that was that was ninety nine percent meant as a smart ass comment. I'm really glad that <laughs> I know I do know that Trent. Okay. Trent's situation I'm just saying whether he's on the team or not, he doesn't address our backup. There, our there you go. That's uh, so. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, uh, so another name that um, uh, we kind of skipped over. So I'm um, uh, like the, so Arison Elisova. Um, posting a lot of stuff in jazz gear uh, and jazz stuff, even though he's not a member of the jazz. Um, how do you guys feel about that as the backup five um, uh, for the jazz? I mean, it's fine on a minimum, maybe, you know, fine. Logan? Yeah, no, I'm, it's the same as a, it's a similar role to what he was last year. It's fine. I don't know. I mean, he'd be sliding to... Again, maybe it was this gnarly LA Clippers PTSD where they had just a bunch of dudes who could do things in moments when they needed them. So perhaps I'm 
being too reactive to what just took us down. Yeah, but Airson Airson is different than um, what Favors gave you, right? Like Airson has has range. Completely different game for sure. For right. Completely different game for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it would give us. It would, I mean, obviously, we have to see if Quinn uh, Quinn Snyder can you know start messing with rotations and stuff a little bit here. Um, uh, can is there anybody like on your personal wish wish list that um you you kind of wish like this has been named? It's like maybe a certain type of player that you think this would put this Jazz team um, uh, right back in contention again. Uh, I mean, I think the the place they're going to go with their big their big bullet, the the taxpayer mid level exception, is going to be they're going to be looking for a, a wing who can hopefully defend and shoot passively. It's probably the way they'll go. I was going to say, or shoot well and defend passively, but I think that's what they've got a bunch of. I think you're going to probably, they're probably going to err on the side of defense for a wing because the Jazz had a lot of guys, you know, up to whatever, because you've got, you've got the small backcourt and, and, and Joe and Bojan are pretty big, but they needed probably one more guy in that size range who could actually play and specifically defend. Um, you know that one that one roster spot, or not having injuries might have changed the Clipper series. But instead, they did have the injuries. They didn't have that roster spot, and so they went down in flames in the second half. So, um, uh, what about Tory Craig? You know, I don't. I've I've not been as big a fan of Tory Craig as a defender as a lot of people. Um, I think he works hard. He's also a little shorter. He's more in that, what is he, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, maybe. So he's not quite as long as I would like this guy to be. I'd like to get somebody who can, you know, play more of the traditional small forward, a little bigger, or or, or a small power forward type role. Um, but that's just my preference. Um, Bobby Portis. I mean, well, Bobby Portis would be ideal, but I think he's going back to Milwaukee. Yeah, and, he's probably, and he's probably going to command a little more money than that. Probably well. the mid-level or closer to mid-level. Um, um, I mean, unless he takes less to stay in Milwaukee because they just had such success there. But if he but if he went out to any of the other 29 teams, I think he would command a little more money than that. Gotcha. Yeah, I think he, he could get at least 10 on the open market. Yeah, so, so it sounds like the Jazz, I mean, at least the four of us on this podcast, I'm, uh, you know, same thing we've been talking about for almost two years now. Like, you know, just just another you know quality defender, someone that you can put out there. Um, uh, you know, may, maybe you can run Joe at the point, Royce and um, uh, Royce and whoever ex defender is out there with Donovan, or maybe you don't even need um, uh, Joe at the point, Donovan, Joe, uh, Royce, and uh, you know defender X and Rudy uh, to see if that works, and then you know then you can mix and match a little bit. Maybe I mean obviously you you know me, I've been talking about that for two years, so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that is something. Um, uh, any any guesses of uh, how um, uh, off the, the offseason is going to work out for the Jazz, um, uh, Ken? Um, my best guess is they're going to use the tax pyramid level on a on as as good a wing as they can find. Um, and that and, and when I say good, I mean as much length and defense, and then shooting is an added bonus as they can find. And then they're going to probably have two more spots that are going to be minimums. Uh, assuming they don't use any trade player exceptions, and they're gonna they're gonna probably give one of those to a big, who's gonna be Rudy Gobert's primary backup, um, because I don't think Morgan or Doke is gonna be slotted in. I I would be shocked 
uh, Jawan Morgan, he, I mean, he never got his number called this year to the point where they even went and signed Phil Yosova late in the season. And, and, and he immediately didn't play much, but still got ahead of Jawan Morgan in the rotation. And then the second one, Doak, I just think, I mean, to me, I'm looking at this as, as Azabuke's rookie season again, because there was no rookie camp, no summer league, abbreviated training camp, abbreviated preseason. He goes to play with the Stars and he gets injured in the very first game. He just really didn't get the benefit of a rookie season. Um, unfortunately, he played enough that I understand, unlike Ben Simmons, he won't be able to be qualified to be rookie of the year this coming year. So that's a, <laughs> that's a real shame. Uh, I'm Jared. Um, uh, so I'm, uh, he, he needs a better agent. He does need a better agent. <laughs> he need a better agent. Yeah. Jared, um, uh, who do you think is coming to the Jazz in Dark February um, uh, TPE? Do you think it's going to be uh, Sergi Baca or Montrez Harrell? Uh, would definitely trend more towards Zabaka for sure. Um, you know, he's, he's very multicultural, international. He's he's savvy, just like Utah. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, he opted in. With, he he opted into his player option. Yeah, he opted in. So um, we'd have to wait till the trade yeah. deadline to um, uh, see if um, yeah. uh, that happens. Jared, do you, do you have any ideas? Like, do you have a guess or like um, uh, big names that you think? The Jazz are going to do, you know, either with the trade player exception or the mid level exception or. Well, AJ and I had a theory, but I figured out he had another, that he was going to be a buyout, that the guy, somebody that was going to be a buyout guy, but they've got another year on their deal. So that's. No, who was uh, that? Well, I mean, a need at center. There's a guy that has a house in Park City, trains here in the off season. He did not have a good performance with Team USA. Well, let me let me ask well, McCoy how you're not feeling the love. You're not feeling the love. Let, let me ask McCoy how she feels about that. Um, yeah, <laughs> McCoy, McCoy McCoy would not be happy because he has a whole other year on his deal. So I mean, okay, pretend pretend I don't know who you're talking about, mostly because I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> Wait, you still don't? I just no. I said I said the name. Oh, I, I didn't hear it. Feeling, I said you're not feeling the love. Can you feel oh, the love? love. Oh, love. Okay, okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, if yeah. he's if he's at the point if he gets released and he's at the point where he'd play for the minimum, I would imagine a call would be made. Right. I mean, again, yeah. the minimum totally is agree. the minimum is such a it's such a nice thing because I was like, you know, really, there's 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 a very little gamble here. Like, I mean, you take up a roster yeah. spot. That's the that's kind of your biggest gamble there. Uh, Logan. No doubt. Um, uh, you know, so again, probably going to sign the Jazz. Are probably going to sign Conley. They've already traded Derek Favors. You know, one of the top eight. Um, what really has to happen for you to like, you know, I, you know, you, you jumped off the ship, um, uh, uh, after, uh, the Clippers series, uh, you're still swimming back to us, but what, what is it going to take for you to, for us to get you back on the ship here? Uh, I mean, I, what, what I'm hearing Ken talk about with the way they probably spend that, uh, that exception makes me excited. Um, again, I still, I, I'm I still, here to excite you. As, as you as you always do more more than you're even aware. Wow. Um, uh, now I'm scared. Also, yeah, also, that also, is the, the, that is also, the also the appropriate mindset. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I'm still I'm still of the belief. I I think I still want I still want some sort of change in the top eight. I think that before we talked about that, whether it be Joe Joe Bohan or Clarkson, and I you know who I always default to in that out of those three. So. Um, I, I would still like to see something there because I think I, my my hope is there's some sort of value there that's I don't know there's 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 definite needs and I get that but I also think that I, you can't undersell the 
the, the psychological piece of that this core group having had two pretty gnarly postseason challenges in a row. So it may not, it may even be like a lateral move, but if it's a different personality or a different mindset in there. So that's what I'd like to see. I do, I do, I do feel a lot better about the exceptions. I wasn't really sure how that works. So I do always appreciate you guys uh, educating me on that. Cause I don't know how all this works and knowing there's actual, you know, actually viable players available that can make an impact is helpful. Cause I wasn't sure if it's going to be a bunch of people who were looking for a chance, but we can actually get a viable piece. So that does make me feel better. And I would still like to see, you know, one more, one more shakeup in the top eight. That's, that's what it is for me. So I, w- yeah. I wonder if the jazz can get a, a, a sharpshooter like Matt Thomas. I think he's available. So um, that'd be nice. <laughs> could you, could you imagine what happened to Mark if, if Joe Ingles got traded? I don't know what we would do. <laughs> I, would, I, that man. Bless, I, I can't imagine. I can't bless imagine. that man's soul. Bless that man's soul. Oh, man. Uh, Jared, we never got to hear him. Uh, so this is the very last, well, probably assuming it's the very last do me a favor segment here. Um, so, uh, so do me a favor. I'm gonna tell me how does it feel. I'm uh, you know, as a jazz fan, like we we heard the business side of it, we heard that part of it. Um, but like losing a fan favorite, um, uh, and Derek Favors, how do you feel about it? I mean, I talked to let's see, I've talked to Brian Brown, I've talked to Justin Sweeney, aka Gets It, I've talked to uh, Bearded Mangus. Uh, I've, I've, uh, my feelings are well known on this subject. Oh, I've talked to Emily Wilson, shout out to the jazz gals. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of all talked out on the subject. I mean, I'm sure if you guys were actually commiserated with me, I would have more to say. However, none of you are sympathetic except for maybe Ken. So. No, I hate Derek Favors. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know. No, Derek, Derek, Derek's a solid guy. I don't hate Derek favors, but if you don't fall along with the same, like, you know, thought processes that he is the second coming, then you're suddenly a hater, but, um, you know, he's, he's fine. He's good. He's, he's done a lot of important things for the team. No, but you complained about him all the time. So go away. Oh, no, not really. I just, I complained. I just think that 1964. Yeah, he just, it just, it, just, it was just, it was just interesting because again, I've never, I don't play the the contract game and what's good and what isn't good, but it's interesting that you know, I, I wish think there were probably there, there, there were some year. people who were there were some people who were quietly, I think in the in the bushes saying that the favors contract was bad, but there wasn't nearly as many as there are this year. So. <laughs> they were right. No, I I think they were right last year too. I think we spent too much on a backup center, and a lot of people said that, and those people were proven right. So. Um. I think we said that. Uh, so, um, uh, real quick before we go, I do have a big question, um, and it's probably the worst time to do it in the fifty-minute mark of a podcast. But um, so, the Derek Favors, you know, now that we have brought him back up, um, you know, is, is it fair, Ken, to, to call it a salary dump? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think that's yeah. that's, that's I probably that. that's probably you know I, the, the most fair I, thing to call I, it. Yeah, I think there's a little more nuance to that, but. Because, I mean, a traditional, a true salary dump is you're just clearing salary to go out and sign some players or, I guess, to avoid a tax, and that is what they were doing, not to avoid it, but to minimize it. Um, right. But but because it, I, I do think it I, – I, I buy this, the, the, the narrative, too, that it also – hopefully we see that it adds some roster versatility that just didn't exist with – with Rudy Gobert and Derek Favors. A little, a little subtraction. Uh, a, a, sorry, a little bit of addition by subtraction is what you're saying. Not yeah. a lot, but a little bit. Yeah, um, I, I hope. 
Yeah, that, that is, you know, getting a little roster flexibility there. Logan, um, uh, so, you know, a lot of talk's been out there on the Twitterverse there about, you know, this is to save Ryan, uh, I was say Ryan Miller for some reason, Ryan Smith, um, you know, quite a few million dollars. Uh, but this guy's a billionaire. Why should we not care about, like, him, uh, uh, Ryan Smith's money? I, I mean, my, my, I know you posed this question to us earlier in the week, and my initial thought was, like, no, we shouldn't care. It's his money. Do whatever he wants with it. But then things started to shift for me for a couple of things. First of all, uh, Justin Zanuck, I believe, somewhere in a press conference this week, talked about Ryan Smith's willingness to spend into the tax more than they ever have. So when you, when you bring that up, you've opened Pandora's box. Um, and the more I think about it, honestly, it's, uh, there's a couple different things here where we are, we are trying to figure out what Ryan Smith is, uh, if he's the same as the Millers or not the same for the Millers. And we, I think that, I think this year I'm more interested in how he chooses to spend his money than I would a normal year. So normally my thought is, you know, let them do whatever they want. It doesn't matter. But sports is weird like that because the NBA has created this weird, uh, salary cap situation where, you know, if your owner is willing to pay it or not, it says a lot about the, the entire mindset of the franchise. So, I think, you know, my knee-jerk reaction always is to say no, but I think I think you do have to care. If, if you're going to bring it up and talk about it, then you're going then you're well within deserving any sort of feedback you get on it. Interesting. So yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I normally I wouldn't, you know how I am, I normally wouldn't care. I know, that's why I asked you that question, but um, uh, you, you, yeah, you turned right. around me. So, Jared, um, uh, what, what side do you want? Why should we care? Why should we not care about Ryan Smith and his money? Uh, well, I don't care about saving him money. Um I think the fact that he's he's willing he's willing to open Pandora's box, as Logan put it, to to say that he'll spend more than more than the Millers, basically saying, "Hey, thanks for selling me the franchise, guys, but uh, you didn't pay and pay pay enough to make this team as good as I want it." Um, I mean, that, that's kind of how I read that a little bit. I mean, it's probably not as mean as that because he seems like a, a kind of a nice guy type. I don't know, but he's the CEO of of a like a billion dollar dollar company, so I don't know. Can can um, uh, where do you fall on this uh, on this argument of like um, uh, you know as fans as jazz fans, um, should you care if your your owner um uh, you know loses an extra thirty million dollars? I mean, if it doesn't hurt you, um, uh, you know financially, do you care um, about Ryan Smith's money? Probably not on a on a single year basis, but over time, if he continues to lose money, I think it then affects how much. He's going to continue to want to invest in in his team. So, and that said, if there's a time to invest more in the team, this is it. They had a shot to get into the Western Conference Finals this year, and and perhaps beyond if if things had broken a little different way. This coming year, I expect a couple teams will be stronger, and we think the Clippers are going to be on a pause. So. Made that, that opportunity probably still I, I would probably say the Jazz are still in my opinion a top three team in the West top five team in the league so this would be a time to invest more but you've got to do it wisely too and and I think you know besides the besides the money with Derek Sabres and the roster spot and I think he just you know they, he did what he needed to do um, and he, they'll 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 spend some money, but it won't be the same as if they did did all of that and kept Derek Papers. Right. Yeah. Because I've seen that. Like I, I I get it. I get people like, you know, Ryan Smith has a lot of money, so spending a little bit extra money uh, on certain players that um, uh, we may like is is probably you know beneficial for us as fans. However, uh, as Ken said, it's, it's you know it's a, it's a good business decision. Um, you don't want someone on your you know 
the owner just keeps making bad business decisions because while it may not affect the salary cap this year, you know, it could affect it in, in future years. And you want to be able to, you know, cut bait or uh, pivot or make, make decisions that uh, are, are good for business um, because, um, uh, you know, you, you want to see the business sense like, OK, you know, our, you know we're not going to be James Dolan and, and spend unwisely for a whole decade, you know, the whole 2000s or whatever it was where you just spent just money awfully. Right. Um, and so I, mean, I think there's a there's a good point of like you know it, it is important to care a little bit and again we, we don't know how this is going to shake out like there's a chance that the Jazz go get Montrezl Harrell at the trade deadline and like hey you know what let's fit him into I don't know if that even legal I don't know what their exact contract numbers were uh, I assume it's the same but uh, you know go get somebody then and say yeah he's like yeah let's we we'll, we will pay forty million dollars for that guy because he gets us you know that much closer to a championship so i don't know again you know we're we're trying to crucify a guy because uh somebody that jazz fans really care about is gone and um you know but i think it's an interesting debate of whether or not we should care about an owner's money so um ken what are you what are you up to nowadays um uh you, you know and I, I know you're a businessman but uh, uh what do you got going on uh jazz wise are you are you just waiting for the season to start I wanted to ask him about his vacation to Spain, man. Come on. Okay, we'll ask him. Dude, it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Fifteen days of uh, time in my 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 I call it my other mother country, like a, a brother from another mother. Spain is my other mother country. Um, the other motherland. I've, yeah, I've spent more time in Spain than any country besides the U.S. in my life, and uh, I'm. I, so it was great to go back. I, I so I had. Previously, I lived in the Canary Islands, and this is the first time we went to mainland Spain. We've, we've, so I lived in the Canary Islands. We've been back three times. This is the first time we, we did the peninsula and saw the really historical part of Spain. So it was awesome. But yeah, waiting for the season to start. Before the season starts, there's going to be one more trip, and uh, going to go see the Greek Isles in September. And then, uh, and then I'll get back literally like five days before training camp starts. So it's, it's mm-hmm. actually a short off season for me because of the travel, and and then of course the off season itself was shorter anyway. Right. Have you talked to uh, Mark Aurelius on Twitter? Because he's 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 my Greek he's my Greek guy he's my Greek guru. Okay, I'll I'll have to hit him up. I'll uh. I mean, obviously, that's not his his real name. Cause... Yeah, my um, uh, my Greek contact is uh, someone named Giannis Antetokounmpo. So I'm uh, hitting him up <laughs> if, you, if you have a chance to write out there, or Thonis, but yeah, Mar- or Alex. Mark Aurelius Nine is the handle. Mark uh, nine, nine, nice. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, while you're in Spain, um, uh, do you watch a lot of Spanish basketball? Um, uh, while you're out there, because um, I think J.C. Carroll still plays. I mean, he did play for Real Madrid for a little bit, I think. Um, um, I did. I didn't watch any. I haven't ever watched too much, but I always feel a certain kinship with um, when, when I signed Royce O'Neal, uh, what four years ago. That was kind of totally out of the blue because he had played the prior year for Yeah, he had played for Gran Canaria, which is where which is where my mission headquarters was when I was when I was there. And so uh, he and I had something in common, and this means absolutely nothing because Royce O'Neal does not know who in the world I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, the 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 Rockets has drafted Usman Garuba, so um, I think he's from the Spanish league as well, one of the Spanish leagues. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he's also coincidentally on my fantasy team. We talked about him a lot in the draft pod. Um, 
Dragon's Watch, welcome back, man. Um, uh, you know, we missed you last week for Draft Talk. Um, it was a really good episode. We'll hope you listen to it sometime. Um, but, um, uh, you know, our, our, I mean, again, we have a short... I mean, the Summer League is starting, like, this week, too. So um, uh, we have, we've had fond, fond memories so, of Summer League. Who, are you going to be able to go to any of it, or are you working every single day? Uh, by going to it, I will be working. So, yes, I will be going to it, but as a member of the media this year. Um, oh, for real this time. For, for real, uh, yeah, for, as a real I'm, member of the media, yes. You're working I'll, for the palestra. You're working for the palestra <laughs> in the summers again. Is um, that what's uh, we have we have a minute here. Um, uh, so back in my college days, I worked for this um, college website that was like, um, it was called the Palestra, and you know we just covered college sports across the nation. And I was their Utah state contact, and I was able to get media passes to go see some. This was back when it was at Slick, you know, um, uh, the little small rundown thing, and. Uh, I was able to get extra media passes because I needed quote unquote cameraman. And so Logan came with me as a cameraman one time and <laughs> I think I showed him the ropes. I mean, it was a pretty cool experience to, to, um, uh, to do that, Logan. That was very cool. I will never forget seeing AC law and the rest of the Hawks naked in the locker room. That was an eye opener for me. <laughs> um, and but, what, the, the, there's, there's two other, there's two other memories that stand out. To oh, me. no. That was Brown. That was, no, 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 these are appropriate ones, but D Brown and how he kind of, you know, he kind of gave us that nod the last day on our way out. Like we had actually, you know, we were part of the group at that point. And then also who in the hallway trying to coach Paul Millsap on how to give him, I don't know what you're asking people say, and you're, I think your, your tagline was I'm Paul Millsap and this is what I did this summer or something. And, but Paul Millsap could not remember the line and could not say palestra. And so who is in this dark hallway at like 11 o'clock trying to get Paul Millsap to say palestra and paul was just not having that shit he was like no who kept trying to coach him because they didn't know any better oh, like, yeah, they I thought for... we were yeah actual people doing our job and really we i mean we were i guess it probably went somewhere but... yeah I, I sent it to them and they actually never used it because they didn't know if they could use nba <laughs> players so um whatever i got we saw some of the games for free uh, I thought you were going to talk about me knocking all of Eddie Gill's stuff over. Weber State Legend. I didn't do that. That was your brother who did that, I think, because you oh. had multiple camera. You had multiple oh. cameramen. You you I... asked for the pass back, and I was super bitter because I wanted to keep it forever. So, um, <laughs> well, you could have. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, we probably could have done a lot. Of, yeah, but and now I was going... busy slinging. The, I was busy slinging the pizzas. So you know, exactly. I to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, summer league. Uh, go to this since forty nine. Sounds like you're going to be going. I mean, that's. Those were my favorite members of Summer League. My other favorite memory is going there and watching uh, Donovan Mitchell spin Jason Tatum out of his shoes for Summer League. So, well, I'm I'm also planning on making the trip down to Vegas. So, oh wow, wow, Vegas. I'm uh, I'm going for SummerSlam, not for uh, not for. But I think Vegas. Uh, guys, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Jared Butler will be available to play in the Vegas Summer League, but not in the Salt Lake Summer League. So. Yeah, that's what, that's part of the reason I'm going to the Vegas Summer League. Oh yeah, because the Jazz finally the Jazz finally brought a good Jared to Utah. Ah, um, yeah. So I'm gonna um, kill you for that. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to kill you for real. Uh, guys, well, thanks for coming. Thank, thank you, Ken, for coming on. I'm, uh, you know, always being gracious with your time. I'm, uh, I, I found out that Dan Clayton does not hate me. He just um, uh, is not available, so that's cool. Um, but it's someone um, nice to yeah, have. He's you. a busy man. Yeah, these days with the with the young young child, So yeah, I mean he's he's got, he's got a youngin in the in the, in the family. He's got to take care of. I mean I understand that. That's that's cool. Um, sounds like sounds like he, sounds like he hates us, but Ken is just being a good <laughs> a good brother. We could ask him again. So, um, guys, so I'm, uh, we're we're almost there. The free agency start hopefully tomorrow when this airs. 
you know, Mike Colley doesn't like pull pull fast one and sign somewhere else because then we wasted like the first 30 minutes of this podcast. So um, uh, thanks for joining us. All right, that's it. We'll see you guys next time.